Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Out from the Ashes. I am your host, Cheryl Baldridge. And today, guys, we are going to be talking about something that most people don't want to talk about at all, especially if it's pertaining to them. And in all actuality, it's hit all of us. It just might look a little bit different from person to person. The thing we are talking about today, guys, is sin. A small three-letter word that can and will destroy anyone it attaches itself to if it's not dealt with swiftly and totally. Now, if we're honest, we can admit that the reason we don't deal with the sin in our lives swiftly or at all is because to a certain extent, we enjoy the sin we're in. The reason it took most of us, a lot of us, if not all of us, so long to come to Jesus and, you know, others still haven't come. But the reason why it's taking us so long is because we're enjoying our sinful lifestyle. It's fun and pleasurable to us. Even the Bible tells us that for a little while, sin is pleasurable. And years ago, when the Lord was pursuing me, I recall him asking me, you know, he was speaking in my heart and he says, why won't you serve me? And it didn't take me long to reply. I responded almost immediately. And my response to him was, because I don't want to stop doing what I'm doing. I don't want to stop partying and getting high with my friends. I like what I'm doing and I don't want to stop. And I don't want to be broke. (laughs) I had this notion in my mind that serving Jesus meant that um, I was going to be broke. Because uh, a lot of the testimonies I had heard coming up and conversations I had overheard and whatnot, church folk were always struggling financially. I just nobody ever had any money, and I didn't under I didn't understand that, and I thought you know it was par for the course for serving Jesus, and I don't I don't want to be broken just struggling all the time and downtrodden, not knowing, not knowing that, you know, a lot of this was due to the effects of sin, not knowing, mismanagement, you know, just missing it altogether. But, you know, I come to find out that ultimately what I was really saying to the Lord is that I can't serve you because sin is my master. And I'm a slave to it, not knowing that I was a slave to it. And I didn't even realize at the time that he was throwing me a lifeline and I was just refusing to take it because I, my mind was messed up as to what things really were. And, you know, if those of us who are in Christ would be honest with ourselves There are still some areas of sin we deal with because we we refuse to let go of it for whatever reason. Because just because we said yes to Jesus doesn't mean that um, the struggle with sin was over. You know, there are still some things that have to be dealt with that we still have to be... um, delivered from because we are 
not perfect and if there was nothing for us to do here then you know the lord would have taken us when he when he saved us but there there is you know the bible speaks of it as working out your uh soul salvation there are some things embedded in our souls that have to be worked out old mindsets that have to be worked out they have to be flushed out and they have to be conquered and um, so that we can get past them. So um, when we don't let go of these things, whatever they are, they continue and they become perpetual sin. It's it's continual. It's incessant. It does not stop. And oftentimes what comes out of this is um, generational it becomes generational sin or what we call a generational uh curse because it's it's a mindset um when we practice a thing it becomes a mindset and what you believe you convey to others in your words and in your behavior and here is an example of that And I absolutely, and when I say absolutely, I mean absolutely hate to hear this. And I hear it far too often. I don't hear it every day, but I've heard it enough through the years and in recent years. And it doesn't stop. I keep hearing it and not from the same person. But it's a prime example of what I'm talking about. I hate it when another woman tells me that her mother or her grandmother used to tell her that no woman should ever be broke because she's sitting on a gold mine. Really? Really? So that's what we're teaching our daughters. Ladies, that's what we're teaching our granddaughters. If you are, I beg you, please stop because prostitution is not okay. It is not okay. And though you may not be telling her to go and sell herself on a corner, you are telling her to settle that all she is worth is a few coins. That is not what her body is for. That's not what your body is for. Quit teaching her to sell herself short. Don't do that. And if you have been told that, let that go. That's not for you. That is not your purpose in life. That is not what you were intended for at all. Now, if you have been following the podcast from the beginning, we talked about this to an extent in episode two. And if this is your first time tuning in, please go back, listen to the past podcast, especially episode two as it pertains to this one. And in episode two, we talked about what really happened when Adam and Eve ate from the tree um, in the middle of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of uh, good and evil. It's in Genesis chapter three. The Bible shows us that they died that very day. Even though we, um, we didn't see a physical death, they died internally. They didn't see themselves and one another the same anymore the moment sin entered in 
they no longer saw themselves as they did, which was the way that they were supposed to. And they didn't see each other the way that they were supposed to. They started to hide the truth from themselves and each other. And they tried to hide from God. They became fearful, blameful, and fault-finding in one another. No one wanted to take responsibility anymore for their own selves. It was always somebody else's fault. The blame was always casted somewhere else. And I believe that they taught their children to do the same thing. Because, you know, after that, uh, the, the fall, and they... um sew the fig leaves together and everything we no longer hear of them or anyone else walking around naked and anytime um they someone's body was exposed it was in the essence of sin it was no longer uh pure so you know when they went on to have children Cain and Abel and Seth uh, you know they saw their mom and dad covered up so of course you know they were taught you know to to cover up and not knowing that a lot of this cover-up was trying to cover up um, sin. And so, again, it's perpetual. It's, con- it's continued. So, now don't, don't get me wrong. Sin is not something that we have to teach our kids to do. <laughs> They're fully capable of doing it on their own. Because no good thing dwells within their flesh just like it doesn't dwell in ours. But we shouldn't teach them that sin is okay because it isn't. Sin ultimately, sin is the product. It's a product of temptation coupled with our own evil desires. It starts off small and then as time goes on, it intensifies over time. And what it does is it wreaks havoc along the way. Until death is achieved. And this isn't something that is coming out of my own mind. But out of God's word. If you don't believe me. Check out James 1. 13 through 15. It says the same thing. Just worded a little bit differently. It's not okay. What it is. Is the one and only thing. That separates us from a real relationship with God. It separates us from him. He cannot stand it. He does not like it. He turns his his back on it. Not not um to say that it's okay. He turns a blind eye to it. No, that's not what I'm saying. He rejects it is what I'm saying. It is the one thing that he rejects. It's the one thing that separates us from him. You know, it sin is is it's a terminal cancer. It's a terminal cancer and what it does is it slowly kills us from the inside out. And on multiple levels. I mean, it touches everything. Remember what I said, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. It touches everything. Individually so. You know, we have things that we need to to deal with. You know, we're lying, we're stealing, we're cheating, we're killing, we're fornicating, we're adulterers, whatever the, all the fruit of the flesh. Individually, we have that to deal with. And then because it hits us one-on-one, 
and we are placed in families, then it touches us relationally. So then our relationships are strained. Different things begin to happen. Remember, I was talking about um, Adam and Eve had children. They had Cain and Abel. Well, you know, Cain became um, envious of Abel and um, and what he was doing. That so much so that he killed him. He killed his brother. So then, you know, we have this relational thing happening in family. So, you know, it's destroying us on the inside. And then it's reflecting on the outside in our families to where we become murderous of our family members, whether um, physically or uh, emotionally or mentally, but we're inflicting pain. And then it continues on socially as a community because you interact with people in your community you have to go to the store you bank you work it happens socially and then it expands more and more so then it goes on nationally because everyone you touch touches someone else and they touch someone else and they touch someone else and then it continues out globally because people travel all over the world and even if they don't get there physically We have the internet. We have telephones. People communicate. And it begins to spread. Because the hurt that you inflict, you inflict on someone else. And they pass it on to someone else. And then not to mention, you got it from someone else. So it is like a cancer. And it's like a communicable disease kind of cancer. It's not isolated to just one host. We all have to deal with it. Sin ultimately is a death sentence. That's what Romans 6 and 23 says. The wages of it, it's it's death. It's a death sentence. So we ought not wallow in it. That's exactly why we shouldn't wallow in it. No matter how good it feels right now. That pleasure is only temporary, I assure you. So, how do we deal with sin? Well, confession and repentance. I talk about this on every episode, and I'll continue to do so, because they are your primary tools for coming out from the ashes. And why is that? Because we need God to step in and change us and our situation. We are done blaming others. Remember that. We are done blaming others. We're taking responsibility for our own actions. First, by confession. We are confessing our sins. And why is this so important? It's important because God is faithful. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what he's going to do if we confess our part. Then we repent of our sin. Turn away from it. That's what that means. Turn away from it, forsake it, walk away. Leave it alone. One of, if not my most favorite illustrations of this is Psalms 51 and I am going to read it to you up to um, verse 7 and it says have mercy upon me O God according to your loving kindness 
according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I will, I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not, you do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. We have to be sincere with him. Sincerely confess whatever it is. Sincerely ask God for help to turn away from whatever it is. Because it is holding you. You are a slave to it. If you weren't, it wouldn't be a problem. We wouldn't be having this conversation. God is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But it starts with confession. Confession of your part. I know this is redundancy because I say it just about every episode, if not every episode, but we're going somewhere, guys. I've said that before too. We are going somewhere. And our minds need to be fixed and set in the right position for where we are going and to receive what God has for us because he wants you set free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And Jesus died to set us free so that we would no longer be bound. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Not for bondage, not for continued bondage, not for bondage of sin or anything else. 
but you were set free. I was set free so that we would be free indeed, okay? And I need for you to know that and I need for you to understand that because the upcoming episodes are really going to hit home and these are foundational and we are building upon it. We are going somewhere. And I urge you, come with me, guys. You won't regret the trip. Enjoy the journey while we're getting there, okay? And as I've said before, I will say it again. I love you. I am thankful to you for joining in with me. Thank you so much for um, for tuning in. Tune in again. You won't be disappointed. God indeed will meet us here. We would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us. Um, OFT ashes at gmail.com is our email we are waiting to respond from you our um encouraging words are indeed coming we're working on that having some technical difficulties you know i'm not the most technical person but um i've got help i've got help so they're coming guys thanks again for joining in see you next time be blessed